0: It's November 2nd, 2020. This is Rook. was born and raised in Iran and had an entrepreneurial spirit from the start. Learning how to build a computer at the age of six in Tehran, she moved to the United States in her 20s and has spent the last decade or so building startups in Silicon Valley. And now through her hard work and persistence, she has struck gold. El Elnaz Sadoff is the founder and inventor of the Roy Robot, the world's first ever AI-powered smart toy to teach children language and STEM skills. And El Elnaz's invention has landed on the cover of Time magazine. She joins me plus the Rook team on letters, links, and Gubbio Polo. This is conversations from, to, and about the Iranian diaspora. I'm Gian Gameshi. This is Rook. Hi there, welcome to episode number 58 of Rukh. Omidvar Hastamkir Razibashin. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Good luck to our American friends on your election week. We're pulling for you. Uh, We are on our... Continuing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. We are coming to you on Telegram, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, and YouTube. Any or all of those platforms is where you uh, is where are where. You can find Rook. Hello, the fabulous Keon.
1: Hi, Gian. How are you? Hi, Keon. I've missed you. It's been a week I, I have we been know.
0: We had a Rook special, and we had neos and, and I, I miss you, too. I'm so glad to have you back sitting where Good you— Good
1: to be back. Yeah. I missed out on the Lubia polo. It well, seems uh, less. Well,
0: week. we might get to that. Listen, I, first of all, I wanted to say I am looking forward to having Elnaz off on this program. Uh, she'll be joining us in a, a little bit from uh, Silicon Valley. Have you seen this— um, this Roy B. Robot?
1: I have. It's uh, not going to lie. It's a little creepy for me <laughs> you think it's creepy I, I i think he's i think he's I, cute i just think or of terminator <laughs> like, know, what's to come like what is this by coming?
0: the way i'm yeah. i yeah i really think the robot army like i i believe the robots I are going to take too. over <laughs> and like it's going to be planned of the age except for the robots i've be, had nightmares know? about this. and uh <laughs> but but <laughs> and it all starts with this little <laughs> right, i mean i might ask her about that but she the, here's this woman who you know she grew up in iran came here Uh, is this inventor. She tried a number of different things. Then she... um she invented this thing called, I think it's called the iBaby. Baby. Uh, it was a baby monitor a few mm. years ago, but now she's invented, founded something called the Royby Robot, which teaches kids. It's this cute little yeah. little robot that will soon take over the world, though. <laughs> it starts with teaching the kids, and then when you're not in the room, it's like,
2: come over <laughs> to me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. I what don't actually know now, how it sounds, but yeah.
0: Um, so she's coming up in a little bit. El Nas off will. Uh, Maybe she'll um, allay our fears of yeah, the uh, robot army. Uh, we're getting a lot of comments about our last episode, number 57, a special edition about the um, the incarceration of Nasrin Sotoudeh, uh, a very difficult story. This is the human rights lawyer in Iran who's been put in jail basically for defending people, for doing her job. Uh, we have um, produced a couple of Rook Minutes um, already to do with that episode. That's taking some of the content of that episode in case you didn't listen to it all and and um, putting into our Rook minutes, including a message from Reza Chandon. This is her husband uh, giving us an update on her current health. You can find that uh, link uh, or a link to that message, I should say, on our Twitter, on our Facebook pages, on our Instagram, all of which you can link from our website, Rook. Media dot com. Rookmedia.com, you go there and you go to the bottom of the page and there's all the little icons for the different platforms. And you
1: I'm nodding click yes. on them. Yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> there's also the latest Rook Read up at our website, written by Thoughtful Nagin, uh about uh, Shima Marie. You 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 read that, right, Keon? Yes, you were talking about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um so <laughs> I wasn't asking you. like. Have you, oh, you haven't read it?
1: I haven't. Oh, oh, oh I thought you had. Wait, you I haven't got a chance yet. Oh, but
0: you but you said the thoughtful Nagin. Oh, you liked her I, I, writing. In
1: general, I love her writing. Okay.
0: Oh, my all God. Right, all right. going really well. Have you read? Oh, all right. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> listen. Uh, uh, well, listen. To, to the fabulous Kian and everybody out there, go to our go to Rook Reads at the website. Do you know, Kian, do you know how to find the website? Yes, I do. <laughs> RookaMedia.com. <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, yes. w- I, what I do know that you may know is that did you notice what thoughtful Nagin brought into our office space today? Coatlet. Yes, And who did she make the coatlet for?
1: Was it for Reza? No, is it your birthday? No, listen. No. <laughs> 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 oh my! She made it. She made
0: it for everybody. <laughs> she made the cutlet for everybody.
1: Did Reza eat
0: it all? No. Reza <laughs> hasn't eaten it all. It's there. I mean, I, a few people have sampled it. I'm going somewhere. What am I
1: missing? What am I missing here? Well,
0: what you're missing is she made the cutlet for everybody. People bring in food for into pain. our office space mm-hmm. and we all share it. Yeah,
1: that's the in idea. some
0: cases, <laughs> some people don't want to share.
1: Which cases is that?
0: Well, I think you know. I think you were listening to the show last week, you know this story?
1: Oh yes, yes, I wasn't here for this, for the infamous finishing of the Lubia Polo bike. That was right. mine. Wait. So let for me it. let me let me let me just
0: <laughs> recount the story right. for those yeah. including Keon who don't <laughs> listen to the show. <laughs>
1: hey, had listened. Uh-huh.
0: So, so nice. Captain Reza, you know who that is, right? Yes, I believe how far so. back do we have to go, Keon? I believe so. Yeah, right. I, he's the tall okay. one, right? Well, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah so Captain Reza, uh, we went to Captain Reza's new girlfriend's place. Oh, a girlfriend! Yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah, real. yeah. Oh. And uh, and his girlfriend uh, had some, made some lubia polo. Ooh, a lovely nice night. catch! Shia was She's there. She's a winner. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <the> <laughs> go on. Uh, and so then we, uh, then at the end of the night, uh, she had put some lubia polo in a in a Tupperware, mm. you know, uh, which Reza brought in on Monday oh. last week. You God know, bless and I, you. I saw it there on the counter thinking, oh, look at this huge Tupperware of L'Ubio <laughs> Polo, right? Enough for the whole Rook family <laughs> to enjoy. Now, Keon, you know what, uh, if, if somebody's listening out there and they mm. don't know what L'Ubio Polo mm. is, explain what L'Ubio
1: Oh Polo. God. It's how do you explain it? It's, it's rice concoction with, uh, green beans and meat and just deliciousness. It's right. just, oh God. Right. And then with the Tadig that she makes mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Heavenly. so Tadig is the, uh, crispy bottom of the pot. Yeah. Part of it, oh, just So, so
0: Captain Reza's girlfriend mm. made the Lubia Polo. Mm. There's a big, giant batch. I mean, it's basically a vat of a Polo <laughs> sitting in our kitchen in our office area right there, right? Mm. So I see that and I think this is going to be amazing. I, obviously, we're all going to share mm. in the lubio Polo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I go back and I'm doing some work thinking, mm, I can't wait. You know, in a couple of hours, I'll have some Lubia Polo, yeah. right? So then I come out. Now, you know where the story goes. Oh. Yeah, I come and it's 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 like it's like a uh, after a, a hurricane, and that when there's just like things sitting on the on the ground, there's like empty pieces of Tupperware just like lying around.
1: I'm getting emotional. Yeah.
0: With like a, a couple of crumbs, maybe a couple of things on the ground that Oogie can eat, you know, like the dog when he comes in, you know, nothing.
1: Who Zero. did this? Zero, Who's right? Who's responsible?
0: And I, I look around, I'm like, uh, Ponta the artist, did you eat the, you know, producer Susan? I, at least I thought, here's what I thought. I thought that everyone else had had some of the lubio Polo mm. and they just thought that maybe I had some like it was yeah. shared amongst everybody right yeah. so I and I go from person to person I'm like producer Susan you had that what lubio Polo she doesn't you know and Panta the artist knows nothing about it you know a Captain Reza and and turns out that Groovy Shia
2: <sighs>
0: has eaten all of the lubio Polo you monster! Now, it's uh no I mean it's fine
2: is it's it fun. well? Uh, okay.
0: I'm just saying that if I were to go now and eat all the cutlets,
2: <laughs>
1: what
0: kind of an impression would you? I think
1: you should. He <laughs> deserves that. And
0: and he didn't even flinch. Like I was like, Shai John, Yani Hamash you you ate all of the, and he was like, Yes, it was my lubia Polo. I mean, he claimed it like it was like, like he was shameless, shameless Lubiapolo Polo, uh, you know, hoarder. Uh, so And uh,
3: for people who don't know, Shia is the skinniest person you've yeah. ever met. Like he's thin yeah. and like in shape and it's the weirdest thing too because thin every day,
0: like when we're working on the show, like and Shia's editing, he orders like Uber Eats or whatever. <laughs> when I I I don't know, before or after he's eaten <laughs> eaten all the Loubiopolo. And it'll be like two hamburgers <laughs> and like a mound of fries and onion rings and I'm just like where does it go Shia what is the secret this yeah. is not fair yeah, yeah. it's crazy and he's like so, this like cool artist guy you would expect like him to be eating like quinoa vegan. you know <laughs> yeah. like a, a some, vegan eating. I am having some kale you know it's like <laughs> greasy
2: burgers and like you know anyway so uh,
1: Shia what do you have to say for yourself for finishing Okay, the actually
2: photo? this story has another chapter oh. that i'm going to reveal it right <laughs> plot now thickens uh-huh. that night we left uh reza's girlfriend house <laughs> <laughs> and zion uh actually gave me right yes thank you very much You're welcome mm-hmm. for you. yeah yeah because i share and after, we passed, share. And yeah. after we passed uh, two streets reza called me and said oh shaya you forgot to take your food and on said, forget. forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he will bring on Monday. You can eat it on Monday. <laughs> okay, again, that that food was mine
4: uh, all of it
2: uh-huh. <laughs> listen Kia uh-huh. let me
0: let me tell you something this is like like you, you know when you you got like a cooler with <laughs> like 24 beers in it at a at a party it's like it was like that size sitting in our office of Polo. that like doesn't this, matter it, it could have fit a child <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that much lubi Polo. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy i thought uh, okay so we're sharing the i guess
1: the persian culture didn't really In fact, here's the,
0: here's the thing too like i would even you know i i, I said to like even just out of, out of tarof, like I'd be like, hey, Shia, it, you know, uh, like if I were him, yeah. you know, I would have said, if he had said to me, by the way, oh, do you want some of the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Someone's. <of> <laughs> so
3: it's supposed like, to be in I need French? Wow, I need to <laughs> I need, <laughs> wow, Shia,
0: I so. be stoned to properly do the Shia brush. <laughs> no, if he had said, uh, if he had said, hey, listen, uh, do you want some of the Louis-Polo? and And I got the sense that he wanted the entire, case of Lubia, you know, I would have said uh, no, as a mercy, You know, it's fine. I don't have to have any.
1: but There was none of that. There was none of that. He, he, didn't, he
0: didn't talk to anybody. I mean, everyone was looking at me like part of the artist. I, people were just like, I don't know what happened to the Lubia Polo. You know, like because it's Lubia Polo. <laughs> <laughs> I swear,
2: sure if, if it's Kame or oh, anything, right, I, I, right. I would share. <laughs> but Lubia Polo,
1: sorry. Oh God, Lubia Polo that's the wow. problem. Where was my share? What is this? I know.
3: Right? Well, that's why we didn't call you in last oh, week because yeah, we we I, I, would, I would
1: pull a shot. Uh, yeah, anyway
0: The thoughtful <laughs> Nagin has brought In some kudlat mm. I'm scared to, to go and see Whether it's still there Or not
1: It's not Lubia polos. <sighs> Shaya so. didn't eat it all
0: we, uh, we it's the U.S. election this week, oh. and uh, who knows what's going to happen here. Um, <laughs> Keon, what are you nervous about? You're nervous, nervous I'm just that nervous Trump, Trump, Trump might not either, win again? Either Is way, <laughs> hey, <laughs>
1: I don't bring up my political views <laughs> that's on this right, show, that's right, but, that's right. but either way, I'm nervous. I think in uh, any case, yeah, it's going to be, it's a scary, time, it's a scary time.
0: Well, unless there's a uh, landslide. You know, uh, yeah. uh, so we'll see. Um, so we're planning a, an election edition of Rook on Thursday, depending on who wins. So we're going to ha- assess the implications for the world and for people of Iranian descent in the mm-hmm. U.S. and around the world and in Iran. And so we'll uh, we'll eat some kotlet and uh, <laughs> and talk about that. I know we have a lot of letters. We're going to get to the, the Nasrin Sotudeh letters and... Also some letters about Niaz. Uh, it was such a great, it was a personal interview. I, I loved so much uh, Azam Ali and, and uh, Ramin turkian telling their personal story of not just how they formed the band, but how they they developed their relationship. And so we've got some letters about that too, right? Yes, okay, so we'll, we'll get to the letters in a little bit. Captain Reza, Groovy Shaya, uh, the fabulous Keon will come, come to you, but first, let me get to our guest for today. Uh, Well, actually, let me introduce you to Roy B, the world's first ever AI-powered smart toy to teach children language and STEM skills. It's a cute little robot, Roy B, and she, or he, or it, made Time Magazine's 2019 Best Invention list. Royby has another distinction, germane to us here at least as well, in that the CEO and founder of Royby is a young Iranian American entrepreneur named El Noz Sadoff. El is a prominent entrepreneur with a career that spans over 15 years in technology, business, sales and marketing. Royby is an investor-backed edtech company focusing on early childhood education, AI and robotics. Royby has been with the winner of the CNBC World's Most Promising Startup to Watch Award in 2019, as well as the Create the Future Awards by Pluralsight, a finalist in the Fast Company World Changing Ideas 2019, and Best Invention in AI Hardware by ACONICs in 2019. El Elnaz Sadoff was born and raised in Iran. She moved to the United States around 2006. During her time in the U.S. so far, El Elnaz has been honored as the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center Milestone Maker 2018, Entrepreneur of the Year in 2016 in Silicon Valley, and received the Woman of Influence Distinction through Silicon Valley Business Journal in 2016. Nods is also a board member at the Consumer Technology Association Small Business Council and has been appointed as Senator to represent the United States at the Grand Assembly of the World Business Angels Investment Forum. But first, right now, the inventor of Royby Robot, Elnaz Sadoff joins me from San Jose, California today. Hello.
4: Hi, thank you so much for having me, and that was an incredible introduction. Thank you. <laughs>
0: it's just a list <laughs> I'm of- I'm
4: really happy to be here.
0: It's a list of your accomplishments to get. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> um, congratulations, Elnaz. Uh, first of all, on all that you've, uh, all your distinctions, but also on the successful launch, or I suppose the birth of Roybi.
4: Thank you so much. It has been an exciting journey and all the support we get from everybody like yourself, and uh, we feel really grateful. Thank you.
0: Do you have a Royby with you right now? Can, can, of
4: course. <laughs>
0: and can he or she Royby say hello? Everywhere. Can they say hello? <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll turn it on. <laughs> yeah, and then you you will definitely hear uh, its voice. Okay. <laughs> I noticed you mentioned he, she is, and uh, that was quite interesting because, you know, we um, specifically try to make sure we don't assign any gender to Royby because we wanted to make sure that the kids feel comfortable. Sure. And uh, some kids call it he, some, uh, some kids she. So it's, it's really interesting to see. We are um, now in oh, yeah. world. Yes, we are now in Royby's world. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Royby saying hi.
0: <laughs> hi, Royby. <laughs> all right I don't know am I allowed to talk to royby or does Royby only listen to you I I love I I already love Royby by the way and I'm I, I'm you. so ex- excited because I know that um, uh, this has come to Canada it's expanding all over the world and so um, I mean I'm not an early childhood uh, kid but I <laughs> but Royby could probably teach me a thing or two uh, they they're great so um I'm gonna ask you all about Royby Royby robot but um It's been fun learning about you in the research process and how you've become this uh, entrepreneurial phenom in the tech space. You grew up in Iran. You were an artistic kid. And the story goes that your parents made sure that you learned how to paint and play music and speak English. But then there's one bio of you that says they also taught you to assemble a computer. (laughs) And I was thinking like okay, I mean not a lot of kids, you know, uh, most of us are playing with Barbie or, or playing soccer or assemble a computer. What, what was that all about?
4: Yes, I think I was always really curious about tech. And and I remember uh, when I was a little kid and uh, I remember one day my dad came and said, oh, I I ordered a computer. And by that time, uh, it was really early times, you know, uh, not so many uh, people knew about the computer. And I remember we only had a few of them back in actually Tehran. (laughs) And uh, I remember I was Really fascinated about you know what you can do with with computer with technology. It was just a black screen, uh, and you had to do things by just coding. And I really like the aspect of bringing things to life by by coding. Although I was really excited and fascinated about um, uh, creating things by painting, I always wanted to also see them uh, in action and that's why I got quite interested in computers and i remember i spent a lot of times even with my father to to assemble computers i would spend a lot of time you know learning about um, coding and creating programs and that really helped me even to this day i have i feel i have a common language to to talk with our engineers especially when they talk about um, difficulties challenges on uh, creating uh, and working on the technology of Ruby, And that really gave me the opportunity to um, to learn more and be able to uh, invent something quite interesting.
0: So you're, was this Tehran that you grew up in?
4: Yes, yes.
0: And so you're a little kid. How, how young were you when you started to, uh, that? You're, the, you're a little girl in Tehran assembling computers with your dad. What age would you be at this point?
4: Maybe like um, six, seven, or, or even earlier, because um, again, I, I remember we only had few computers that recently came uh, and were made available in in Tehran, and and I remember I was the only one in the family to um, to have computer, and uh, the the other kids in the family would always come and visit us and try to play with the computer with me, and it was really exciting. <laughs>
0: So this, this duality in you continues uh, all the way through your schooling and, uh, and university in Iran because you end up studying art, but you also then transition to software engineering while in university in Iran. Tell, tell me about having one foot in both of those worlds.
4: Um, it was quite interesting, you know. Uh, first of all, I was really fortunate that my parents agreed that I study art because as you know, especially with the culture, it was uh, either I should have become a doctor or an engineer. Right, right, right. <laughs> but um early age when I was a teenager, um, I I constantly told my, my parents I, I want to study art and um they they were fine with that and that really really helped my uh you know my skills and um the the way to be able to create and my creativity and then as i got more interested in technology and uh, especially with computers i decided to change my major and study software engineering and again the reason was that uh, okay i can create but i need to also give them life right and uh, being able to bring those like designs or um the the things that i or drawings that i created uh, to life by coding them making them for example even um, animated movies or web pages for example really got me interested in going into uh, software engineering and even get more skill sets
0: I mean this is a, a just as a sidebar and I, I and, and I'm sure this is too difficult in terms of a to make vast generalizations but is it your experience that the people who are successful that you know in the tech sector say in Silicon Valley you um, tend to be artistic i'm trying to think of the icons of someone like steve jobs uh i would sense that maybe you know a guy like that is a creative mind obviously and and maybe artistic but i'm not sure i I would think of bill gates that way is there is there this underpinning of art that that informs what you do
4: um for me at least i i believe so because um you know when you you're able to think about the creative aspects of things for example to give you an example uh, one of the reasons a robot is um so uh you know uh, exciting and gets a lot of traction is the look of it and yeah. personally i was heavily involved in uh, the design of royby um, making sure it is friendly small enough and uh, gender neutral and something that makes people happy and smile when they look at it and I think the experience that I have with art really helped me to get the product to this stage so to answer your question I would say most likely yes <laughs> because i um, if you know how to create, uh, it can really open a lot of doors and opportunities for you. But it's not necessarily something I, I, I'd say you must know art to be able to succeed. Right. right.
0: What about the entrepreneurial instincts? I mean, uh, this this notion of I'm, I'm going to make something, I'm going to build a company, I'm going to uh, find that sort of success. It sounds like you have strong parents from what I've read about them. Your dad was a businessman, your mom ran his businesses. Uh, d- did you have these entrepreneurial instincts by your teens, by your early 20s, even, even when you were in Iran?
4: Yes, I did. (laughs) You know, it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, when I was a teenager, my dad used to even take me to um, some of his travels, especially to the borders. And um, you know this, that uh, on the borders, you only see men and uh, people that actually run a business. You don't see kids and especially women. But I, I used to go with my dad, uh, and the reason was that he always wanted me to see these things and be a strong person. And I think growing up in um, such an environment, it's really helped me to to shape the um, you know the, the future of uh, my my desire to become an entrepreneur. Uh, and I always wanted to have my own businesses. Again, maybe it's because I grew up in, uh, in a family environment that we we ran businesses and we were very involved. Uh, but I never uh, could actually be part of, um, you know, corporate world to have nine to five job. And uh, that was really not satisfying for me. So uh, when I think about it, I think my, my childhood and being able to, um, do a lot of things with, with my parents really helped me in my journey.
0: By the 2000s, by the mid 2000s, you make the um, decision, the pivotal decision, I guess, <laughs> to move to the United States from Iran. Was that a difficult decision?
4: was actually. And, um, you know, uh, I remember when we moved here, my my parents uh, needed to go back, uh, of course, because, you know, uh, they they still had uh, things to do back in Iran. It happened very quickly. So we didn't have enough time to um, take care of everything and come here. I had doubts that I I wanted to go back. But uh, my my family really convinced me to stay and um, really grasp the opportunity is here because um, you know back in Iran I remember when I was like um, 18 19 years old I actually tried to open my own uh, printing business and uh, to to have some customers that did not work uh, because I don't know I think nobody took me seriously back then um, especially as a young woman in Iran if you wanted um, to run a business and we are talking about many many years ago it wasn't easy so I um, i had doubts but i i made the decision to stay it wasn't easy it had lots of ups and downs as i believe uh, a lot of immigrants know this But I'm so happy I did it, and um, to this day, it was the best decision of my life for sure.
0: When when you when you wanted to return to Iran, despite the fact that um, partly because of the heavy patriarchal society there, it had been difficult for you to start this business and a lot. When you're in the States in the beginning, and your instinct is, I want to go back, mom and dad, I want to go back. What was it that you? What was the allure of going back? What what was what was back in Iran that you missed when you first came here?
4: Um, I think you know when you move to um, to new country with a new culture, uh, it's it's really difficult to to adjust. Especially that uh, you barely know the culture, you uh, you barely know uh, people, you don't have friends. I, I missed miss my friends and then my parents uh would uh would go back so I, I wanted to be with my parents because that was the life that i knew but um you know I, I really tried to uh put those behind and look towards future and make the decision to uh to basically stay but even to be honest with you even to this day it's um I, I always think about my childhood memories back in Iran and um, the, the amazing culture that we have, you know, uh, it has nothing to do with politics and things that go around. It's, it's about the country, the place that we grew up in and all the amazing, great memories we have there. So I still miss those uh, memories and so many great things back in Iran.
0: We tend to look at at people like you um, uh, right in this moment as you're experiencing tremendous success with Royby and think, wow, what a success story. She's got it made. She, you know, she 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 probably had a great start to things and it all went well. Uh I, I was watching an interview with you where you said oftentimes we we look at um companies that way. We see them from the outside and we look at a successful company and go, wow, that's it's it's running perfectly, and we don't know exactly <laughs> all the difficulties, the challenges they've surmounted on the inside. And your story is one of fortitude, not surprisingly, like a lot of entrepreneurs and like a lot of people in, in business and certainly like a lot of inventors. You, uh, a few years ago, ended up having huge success with the invention of something called iBaby, baby monitors. But before that, you'd been here for a number of years. You'd been here meeting the West. And you've said that you, you tried starting a number of businesses and failed. Uh, tell me about what you learned, Elnaz, about yourself an Iranian immigrant, a woman in the tech space, uh, to keep getting up and dusting yourself off and continuing after experiencing that failure?
4: Right. Um, you know, I, I really learned that uh, those failures are actually lessons that we have to learn along the way um the person i am today is very different than a person even um like five years ago and the reason is that i experienced a lot of challenges um lots of ups and downs and really made me become uh tougher <laughs> make better decisions and really also helped me to to listen to people around me whether it be my my team advisors even family members and i i remember uh my early ages you know i i, I was a stubborn person i i thought, you know, I know everything, I wanted to do everything. But gradually, I learned that in order to succeed, uh, we we need to have the right people around us and listen to people's advice. And uh, to be honest, that has been uh, quite helpful uh, to put me in the right path.
0: Okay so there's a couple of things that you've said there that I want to just uh, deconstruct the fir- the the, the, fir- <laughs> the first part of it is just in the moment if you, I don't know if you can think back I don't know if you're so dizzy with success now that you can remember your failures but if you if you think about one of those moments where you had worked hard on star- a, a startup and you'd gotten some funding and you'd really wanted this to work and it didn't um, what what did how in that moment? If somebody's listening out there right now and they're at the bottom of the rung, they've just tried and it didn't work. How did you turn that around in your mind? How did you find the incentive to say, "I'm going to try this again," rather than, "Okay, I'm packing it in." Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a day job doing something else, or I'm going to move back to Iran, or I'm going I'm going to well, tell tell me about that moment.
4: Sure um you know it's uh, it's an interesting subject to talk about um because as you also mentioned, uh, you know when everybody looks at successful companies, they they think, uh, oh, it's easy, but it's not even right now. You know, in the eyes of many people, they um, they see a lot of success around Royby but what they don't see is we are still making mistakes. We are still learning from our mistakes, and I think that um, you know, for for me. What I can say is, if we make a mistake, uh, we we realize it and we try to make changes. For example, one of the mistakes we made, uh, you know, during the launch of royby was that uh, we we made some promises to our customers but we didn't have enough time and we launched the product. All of it wasn't complete. And uh, some of our customers were really upset about it. We, we learned from this mistake. We uh, really tried hard to uh, work on this mistake, change a lot of the parts of the, um, the, the product, the features. And what I'm trying to say here is, um, don't look at failure as something to stop you. If it doesn't work, that means you have to change something. You have to change the way you look at the problem. And I'm sure you can find the right ways to to make it uh, happen in a much better way.
0: Mm. The other thing you said um, in talking about the lessons you've learned is you learn to surround yourself with people and the right people. How do you find the right people?
4: It's not easy. <laughs> um, just like uh, building something great takes time, finding great and right people also takes time. And, uh, you know, for us, uh, first of all, we, it's, its my co-founder, I was uh, really lucky that we, we worked together in the past, but that doesn't mean we were perfect. There were a lot of ups and downs we also had our um, differences <laughs> arguments in regards to decisions in regards to the company but we learned to work together and define responsibilities um, to find the right people you really need to spend enough time with those people as an example when we uh, when we want to bring someone on board in uh at royby we spend a lot of time to, to talk with those people. And a lot of times uh, we even have informal like interview process because we want to get to know the people. Uh, we don't pay too much attention to the number of years of experience or all kinds of skill sets because you can really teach people a lot of skill sets that uh, maybe they didn't know in the past. And uh, the, the point for us is to make sure the people share similar vision to what we have. Mm. And that, of course, takes time.
0: Uh, it, is that a way of saying that you almost look for the right person rather than the person with the right skills?
4: Yes, yes. Because uh, even for me, you know, uh, running a global uh, business with so many components within, uh, even for me, every day I'm learning something new. Right. Uh, and it's uh, it's not fair to look at people and um, just look at their resume and say, oh, uh, just because you don't have this skill set, that means, OK, you are not a fit for a company. No, because people can have the opportunity to learn. And every business is different. We really look at people's personality, willingness to learn, willingness to make a difference, and um, uh, sharing similar mission and vision that we have in the company.
0: All right, let's segue from El Naz to El Naz's baby, Royby. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, let me ask you some questions. I, so I know Royby is, uh, we heard uh, their voice uh, l- <laughs> a little bit at the beginning there. This is an a- AI powered educational robot. Uh, Royby teaches children languages and STEM skills. Uh, uh, how, for, how did the idea for Royby come about?
4: For this, uh, based on my personal experience, you know, I, I saw how learning different skills and even learning English at a young age really helped me to to build my my future uh, when I moved to uh, to the U.S. And also it uh, partially was also based on experience that I worked with parents for over five years through my previous company. I I learned a lot about the pain points, what they wanted to see for their children as they grow up and education was always something that uh, would come up, they, they would always ask me, uh, what's next? <laughs> and uh, and of course, when the idea of Ruby really started, uh, it was very different. We uh, we were thinking about an educational product, but it was on a much broader um, scale. And I'm really happy that we did a lot of research and work focus group to narrow down to language learning because we realize, and I always say this, uh, if you can communicate well, you can learn about many different skills and language really helps to build the future of um, children. Uh, Being a better, Communicators, and um, that's how we came up with the idea of Ruby to to bring our advanced technology AI to help children learn languages based on their learning ability and interest.
0: Okay, so if you can, uh, uh, if you can do this uh, briefly, how? How exactly does it work? The kid sits in front of cute little Roy B, and uh, does it? <laughs> and uh, does the, does the child say something to Roy B, or does Roy B just start speaking language? Or <laughs> how does it work?
4: So right now, Roy B has um, content in English language, and they are adding Mandarin by the end of this year. So it would be able to to teach kids. Um, uh not not just of course uh different subjects in english but also in mandarin language and what uh, how the interaction is um yes so we have different types of lessons on a daily basis and children would go through the lessons um talk with roy respond back and we also create reports uh, for example even pronunciation scores uh the number of words they spoke and we share these reports for parents and educators in terms of personalizing their, um, their experience, that is something that uh, it is our patent painting technology that is going to gradually come in as we start learning more and more about um, children and their interests, we would be able to gradually adjust the content based on that. To give you a, a small example is, um, for example, if the child likes uh, to, to learn more about animals, but they don't like to learn about math, our technology would gradually be able to find the lessons that um, counts for example animals and that way uh, it brings more motivation for the child <laughs> to learn how to count by counting animals this is a very small example right, right, right? but it's going to be very effective
0: you're replacing teachers with this Roy B people are no. losing their jobs so <laughs> think- how, how How again though I, I because I don't have a Roy B in front of me yet uh, I, I how does so does the parent or the or the teacher sort of turn royby on and and set a, a lesson for the day or does the kid just is the kid just always playing with royby
4: you know, they, um, they can play with it at any time. Uh, we created uh, basically safe, guided learning capabilities through artificial intelligence. And what that means is um, Royby comes with uh, a button on its neck. So when the kids press that, Royby starts its lessons. And on a daily basis, it is, um, is teaching like different sorts of subjects. And they, it also comes with a charging plate uh, with uh, three buttons that the child can play uh, again lessons, stories, or even take actions, play games with Royby during some lessons.
0: And I understand that uh, facial detection and emotional. Detection are part of the focus of Roy. So can you can you discuss how Royby reacts? Say if Royby detects that the child is sad?
4: hmm So right now for, for the facial detection, um, Royby when sees the child around, he says hello and initiates friendly conversations. We also added um, new capabilities to roy that combines with the face detection and also uh, some of the sensors that it has. And it gives kids um, some, health suggestions, because of the pandemic situation, we added uh, new capabilities. For example, when the kids put Roryby down, it can see and sense and it tells them to wash their hands. <laughs> and uh, we, we got a lot of excitement from parents about it. And for emotion detection, right now, um, what we are using it for is to evaluate the child's reaction during the lesson times. So if the uh, when the lesson plan is the child is excited? We know that that lesson is um, something that performs well for them. And for uh, being happy and sad, right now it doesn't react uh, in terms of responding back, but it evaluates during the lesson times in terms of um, the, the child's interest.
0: This is amazing. So the Royby learns. Yes. Is there is there a is there any sort of barriers or parameters around how much the Royby can learn? How do you know the Royby's not going to take over?
2: <laughs> you're
0: you're, you're gonna, you've, what have you created? What have you created? You're gonna get home and the Royby's gonna make be making scrambled eggs and be like, uh, <laughs> I told you, I mean this is a. Uh, but but listen actually i I have a serious question around around my concerns about this because I, and I hate to sound like some kind of a a luddite because especially as I love tech and my gadgets as much as anyone but I do always worry about the growth of a robot or, or sat society you know so do you remember the tamagotchi yes. Okay, so Tamagotchi was this digital pet that came out in the late 1990s. Millions have been sold. I had one, and it was really cute. But the knock was that kids would get emotionally attached to this digital thing and devastated if it ever stops working or malfunctions. Uh, obviously, no device can replace human empathy and care. How do you mitigate these kinds of concerns, the emotional attachment of a kid to the Roiby?
4: Um, that's a really good question. Uh, you know we we hear so many stories. Even right now, we uh, we hear that kids look at Royby, some uh, like like a friend and companion that they they even talk about their entire day with Royby. But you know, kids, uh, based on their personalities, they they get attached to their toys, or sometimes even their, their blanket. They don't go even out without their blanket or dolls. You know, so it's it's not something that we would say. Um, it's uh, it's it's a behavior that um, causes. Uh, I mean. I'm trying to find the right words um, to make sure it makes sense. So what happens is um, children play with their dolls and toys every day, so they get attached to it. But even, uh, for example, like tablets or, or phone, but the point is now they have a robot that they, they can play with it, have fun, and also learn. So that's, that's not a bad thing. And what we try to do is we limited the amount and duration of the time that children work with ROYB. For example, the lessons are less than five minutes. And we also um, suggest that they don't spend more than twenty minutes with with Royby. But we also hear that some of the kids take Royby to their bed, and uh, <laughs> you know they they look at it like a doll. Of and, course, uh, they, they slip it in.
0: He's so, <laughs> so cute. <it's> not necessarily
4: <laughs> a bad behavior, but um, uh, to your point, uh, kids get attached to things. <laughs> But at the same time, uh, why not, um, you know, play with something that can actually really teach them something um, useful to help them to gain skills for their future success?
0: Well, this is uh, uh, here's the other thing that I have to say about your your timing is impeccable Um, as much as we don't want to celebrate uh, death. uh, Deadly pandemic that has uh, um, terrified the world. You couldn't have guessed that COVID nineteen was going to happen, and uh, it, it simultaneously with the around the launch time of Roiby. Um, this this seems like a particularly important time like I like when I'll be honest when I first started hearing about Royby because it was only in the last few months and then oh. went set out to research you I thought this was actually in response to COVID-19 um, <laughs> Because it because studying from home has become so important in this period and so your invention becomes even more significant um, yes. tell me about your your company and the way parents, teachers, and businesses have reacted to Roy B because of this this health and cultural global moment.
4: Yes, um, it it has been,, uh, you know, challenging when pandemic started you know because of its effect on businesses people around us and uncertainties that's what's going to happen but at the same time i keep saying you know for for what we do it turned out to be uh, very positive Because more and more now people are understanding that the learning can actually continue at home or even uh, get initiated at home. And it doesn't have to be always at classrooms. And uh, for us, even our sales uh, went up more than 100 percent in just like two, three months. Even uh, a lot of people that previously would would say, not sure if we need this. Now, they they got back to us and said, <laughs> wow, we really need Royby. And I keep joking for the past few days to my team that I think we are going to go out of stock. And I have a feeling by next week, that's what's going to happen. Wow. <laughs> Wow, there's
0: a run on Royby. It's like it's like a yeah, it's like the Cabbage Patch dolls of the before you moved to the United States that's many years ago. Uh, that's incredible. I you you've stated that you want to see. I love this. I love this because I love the idea of this and I love the ambition. You've said you you wanted to see every child in the world hold a Royby in their hands. Yes, I love that. Uh, at the same time, I think. There's got to be a class dimension to this, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much a royby costs, but how in your dreams even are you going to make this a possibility given that many children in countries like our own Iran uh, due to poverty, let alone in the States or in Canada or elsewhere, don't have access to even an old simple cell phone to study online?
4: Yes, absolutely. Um, There are many ways that we are we are now working on our um, strategies and and of course, one of our uh, biggest mission is to to provide quality education to all children around the world. uh, Without, you know, looking at their um, capabilities of if they can afford it or not. And um, that has been our mission since the time we, we started Royby But to make this happen, there are many things we have to do in the beginning. For example, there are still some technology limitations and we are working on, uh, on resolving some of these as an example, because we have voice recognition that needs to constantly connect to the cloud. But in a lot of areas, they um, they don't have good internet connection or even have access to resources uh, to connect to internet. So we are working on our edge AI technology to remove this dependency. And that, that means uh, we will have more opportunities, more doors will open and go to many regions that kids previously couldn't access um, products or uh, robots like Ruby. And other aspect is we are continuously looking to uh, form partnership with uh, government entities and institutions in order to get uh, more support and funding from them to make Ruby available to as many families as we can it's going to be uh taking a little bit time but uh we already have these conversations and of course we we always invite others uh government entities institutions and people to to come and join us on on this incredible mission to provide access to a quality education to all children around the world
0: are you already thinking about next levels of Royby? Like, like, would there be a, um, I, I don't know, a high school version of, of Royby?
4: Of course. Uh, we are already thinking about uh, the next generation for uh, with more powerful uh, processing system because, you know, as Royby gets more content and needs to process faster and better, we are looking for next generations and also extending the age range as we add more uh, features and capabilities to Royby.
0: Can you prove that you had that idea before I said it? because I think uh,
2: <laughs>
0: I think I should have patented that before the words came out of my mind um, <laughs> my. Mouth. You, you Royby was featured on the the cover of Time magazine uh, as one of the best inventions of twenty nineteen last year. How how did it feel, Elnaz, to see your product on the cover of one of the top magazines in the world?
4: i don't think i can find the right word to actually explain that and um to to really tell you how i felt but it was quite interesting because uh, we actually didn't know we were going to be undercover until the moment uh it actually got published <laughs> and i i remember um time reached out to us and and told us that um, they selected Roy for uh one of the best inventions and it was quite interesting and created a lot of excitement in the community because Royby was the only product in early childhood education and early childhood education has been missing a lot of opportunities for many years. So that was quite exciting already. And, and I remember I woke up in the morning and I saw another email from uh, from Time that said, congratulations, you made it to the cover. <laughs> and I, I almost felt I passed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how they let you know, they send an email, that's it?
4: That's it, yes. And then they sent us the cover. And uh, of course, we got uh, lots of copies of the magazine. And uh, about one month later, uh, Roy was again on the cover of Time magazine. But this version was time for kids. So we ended up two times on the cover.
0: You know, I'd be re- remiss if I didn't ask you before I let you go. Because we've we've had um, uh, we've had actually a few guests of of um, women of Iranian background who have been achieving uh, amazing success in the tech sector on this show. Uh, and you certainly, I mean, you are a dazzling female entrepreneur and, and in the, your ability to raise money for um, for your startups for these companies is is remarkable. We've heard a lot about the gender and race divide when it comes to the tech sector. We had Sepi de Nasiri on the show talking about women of MENA and uh, in, in tech and how the challenges uh, that have at least traditionally been there and, and the need for change. Um, can you reflect on that? How much harder do you believe things have been for you and, and even Royby as as a woman and as a person of Iranian background? Or have they not?
4: <laughs> you know that's uh, it's 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 good to actually talk about it because I I get this question a lot and and I try to address it in uh, the best way that I can. You know, based on uh, my experience, I always think limitations come within our 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 minds. So. For me, maybe, maybe being a woman, being an immigrant, maybe was an issue. I don't know, <laughs> because the reason I say that is, um, even if there was something that stopped me, I, I had more than two hundred rejections, and we still do, by the way. Um, I never even thought that my gender or my background would be the the, the cause of this. And I, I can clearly see within the sector that there are um, some inequalities and uh, some issues, but I tend not to really pay attention. And that's my biggest advice to everybody: all women that they they want to be uh, successful in uh, tech space is to believe in yourself and your own skills and everything else is, is definitely going to work out. And I myself, I really want to be someone to really show people um, and women that you can do it too. Uh, and I also got a lot of support from all kinds of people, men, women, and uh, very grateful for all that support to get to this point.
0: Have you heard from people um, back in Iran? Do, do they know about uh, Roy B? Do, do, uh, do they know about your tremendous success?
4: Yes, actually, I, I, I get a lot of uh, messages from my, my friends back in Iran. They all follow, and um, very recently I, I had an interview with uh, one of the news outlets in, in Iran, and I also get a lot of messages from people asking to actually um, sell Royby in Iran, and that's really exciting. And
0: what and what about that? I mean, I was going to say we have a bunch of people who um, stream this show from Iran on different platforms. Would, would they be able to get Royby in Iran at any time? soon
4: um possibly again there are a lot of complications because we are a us-based company um, makes it a little bit challenging but hopefully uh, in the future there are ways that we can definitely make roy be available in, in iran for sure
0: ellis so are your parents still around
4: Yes, <laughs> and
0: and what do they have to? What does your dad, the businessman who helped you assemble, learn to assemble computers as a kid in Tehran? What does he have to say about your tremendous success?
4: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think am I have much better relationship with my mom, and uh, she's definitely my biggest supporter. And uh, we continue to talk about uh, you know where we uh, we were about like. Especially when uh, I moved here, and then even for for the company, uh, like three and a half years ago when the idea started, and today we we continuously talk, and all the family members, including my father, they're all supportive and very excited for where Royby is going.
0: It's such a great pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on Royby and all of uh, you know, what you've been able to do on your journey. And um, we're expecting more from you, of course. Uh, and uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks for taking the time today.
4: Thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to speaking with you more.
0: Merci, office. Thank you.
4: Bye-bye.
0: El Naza Saraf, the CEO and founder of Royby. Uh, she is a prominent entrepreneur uh, with a career that spans 15 years in technology, business, sales, and marketing and a lot of awards. El Naz joined us from San Jose, California today. Rook on Telegram, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and you can find us on all our platforms at our website, rookmedia.com. The team has reassembled here, Groovy Shia, Captain Reza, the fabulous Keon, Elna sat off.
1: I'm still scared of impending of, doom uh, of, of a robotic army <laughs> joining forces. Oh. And that song is that? That's like that reminds me of the Westworld theme song. Have you oh, watched that show? Oh, I
0: consider that a compliment. And that was
1: a terrifying. That is, show a, you mean watched.
0: the new uh, Rook, uh, <laughs> the new version of the? What is he? He's terrified. I'm just and so just, scared. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and if you had kids, would you do that? Would you get a, a roby? Yeah, a roby and. Uh,
0: I I think so, yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: I wouldn't want that in my household. Really? (laughs) I'm terrified of robots taking over.
0: But the Roibee means well.
1: I guess so, (laughs) but I don't know. I still don't don't trust
2: robots.
0: (laughs) No, no. She said, first of all, she said that... it's it's it, you do it in small increments of time mm. yes. although i wondered how you know then she said she also said that they take the royby home in in, in to bed and you know and hang, well, the, the royby is in their home but uh but they grow an attachment to it that was my concern too about the potential attachment that uh, that a kid but i i think in general i think it's a great if 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 a kid's gonna play with something, mm. why not something it can learn from I mean you know so. it's like Sesame Street, right
1: I just don't like the way the future is going I guess with kids being so into technology I mean you can't help it right mm. that's just the way it is
0: yeah I mean I,
1: I used to be scared of I had this big doll and um, I think the movie Chucky just came out <laughs> and I could not I wanted that doll out of my room so I'm just so you're scared of the Royby. Imagine Maybe we those. should
0: get you a Royby just to <laughs> yeah, get you over your fear of the it seems like it's really <laughs> cute. Have you seen a picture of him? Yeah, yeah I it's have. cute. Yes, I have.
1: Still don't trust her. All robots. right, so
0: that your takeaway from that, uh, that, that last scared. hour was that you're scared,
1: <laughs> and that music <laughs> this, added to it. This
0: this, this, uh, this fabulous uh, Iranian American <laughs> yeah. inventor, and you're okay.
1: She's doing incredible work. Very right. proud of her, but, but you're terrified. Still, I'm right, scared. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: Captain Reza, any thoughts on?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, do you by any chance, uh, Kian? Do you have like uh, Alexa, Amazon Alexa, or anything like that? I have like a that? Google. Yeah. You have, well, what's the difference? It's kind it's, of the same it's, thing.
1: Okay, it's it's a little thing. It's listen, they yeah. uh, the government. Who Whoever it is, they're <laughs> listening to everything we're saying. Yeah. But <laughs> it's ha- it's a harmless Deep little state. device. Yeah. And it's scary. Sometimes it'll randomly, I won't say anything and it'll say something. And I'm like, what the hell? You is see?
3: But I kind of understand your concern. Yeah. Because if uh, nowadays hackers can hack mm. computers and phones, yeah. who's to say they can't hack a little Royby Yeah. And like teach kids like little things yeah. that they're not supposed to learn. So there and just, You are, know there, what I'm imagining? Be-
1: yeah, there there, there ear- are
0: gadgets, there are automated things, there are computers, there are iPhones lying all around the house. And pre- presumably, the person who uh, has the Royby doesn't have <laughs> no other electronic or uh, gadgets, and uh, just the Royby, <laughs> right? So the kid already has options, mm. you know, and, and there were, can be watching the wrong thing on TV, or it can be happened upon the wrong website or whatever so you know i i, I saw a two-year-old um a the daughter of a, a a cousin of mine you know we already had a facility to be looking at an ipad like was like zooming through the ipad and everything so What's the difference? This, B-
1: this thing has arms and legs. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> it can do anything.
0: It doesn't actually have functioning arms and legs. Just, to be, just you never for, know. To, to be clear, it teaches basic skills and language. And uh, I don't know why I'm defending Royby. <laughs> 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 Royby can defend himself. <laughs> i
3: don't like Royby's
0: lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, but I, I, I guess I just have faith that Royby will... Uh, you know right. will 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 not Will not uh, <laughs> flip to the d- the dark side, you know. Uh, <laughs> will not go. Will not become evil. Royby, you know? I mean,
3: She said that Royby is not because it is an American brand is not available in Iran yet. But if it was to be available, what do you think the Persian name would be for Royby? Roya. Roya. but it or has, to, if, be it has to be male or a female. Mutual, so. yeah, like a, yeah. Mm. Uh, on uh, you Royby, Roy Roy Royby, Roy 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 <laughs> All right. Well,
0: uh, you, you give us your thoughts on uh, on Royby uh, and on. This, this developing controversy. This I thought it was a rather benign interview about a fantastic person who's doing these great things. But, uh, but actually, I I think my sense is that this is a benevolent and very good thing. That, and I'm glad that we had a chance to highlight it. Oh. Shy, you didn't say what your opinion was.
2: Yes, yes, it was Ruby. I'm very, I'm I'm very excited. First of all, I'm very proud of mm. uh, her, and also I loved her answer that you asked her that. Uh, is being woman or from, uh, you know, uh, immigrant, yeah, 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 uh, brought some problem to you? And she said, no, I have to work hard. I love that answer. That's very um, helpful and honest. Yeah, she's,
0: uh, she's uh, very impressive. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, Keon, we've got the letters ready. Yes, we sure Let's do. Let's go to letter of the day.
1: So last week on episode 57, we had a special edition of Rook titled The Case for Nasrin," dedicated to Iranian lawyer and human rights activist Nasrin Sutudeh, who's been sentenced to 38 years in prison in Iran for defending those charged with political offenses. So on that show, we featured several diverse voices from around the world to talk about the importance of Nasrin and the symbolic nature of her case. So on YouTube, we have Afshin Qanbari Siokali. He wrote, Thanks to Rook Media and the invited guests for the comprehensive coverage of Nasrin Soutouda's long-lasting struggle defending the rights of deprived people from their basic human rights in Iran. Although the narrative is heartbreaking to listen to, nevertheless, her fight against injustice is going to be inspirational to many Iranians seeking their basic human rights for many years to come you're here.
0: Thank you, Afshin. Yeah,
1: so then moving on, we have Gila Ibrahimi wrote, every time I hear Nasrin Institute's name or listen to news about her, I can't stop crying and having a mixed feeling of pride and ultimate helplessness. Yeah, feeling you
0: know, I, I got that reaction from a few people yeah. uh, in my world uh, over, the, over the weekend who said that they were crying listening to it. Uh, yeah. It was very... Uh, and, and I think some people just don't even want to listen. You know, they see it and kind of go, I, I'd rather not even go there because it, mm. it, it, it's it hard breaks to the heart. To it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is our reality.
1: Important. It's very yeah. important to out there yeah Uh, as well so last week on episode 56 we had a feature interview with the talented musical duo behind the alternative fusion group Niaz so Azam Ali and Ramin Torquion joined us for a wide ranging chat on that episode on YouTube we have Sahar Hosseini she wrote, amazing interview. Jian, you are an amazing interviewer. I listen to your program while I'm on the way to work. I usually, Hamzad Pendari Mikonam. It means I answer Jian's questions based on my life. Thank you, Rook team. <sighs> oh, I nice. think
3: Hamzad Pendari was the, was, the, was the word that we kind of, that was contentious yeah. and we were <laughs> arguing over. We exactly. were trying to figure out what it meant, right? What does
2: it mean, Emp- empathy?
3: Empathy? I,
0: I empathize. Uh, Empathy. I, I, empathize. Yeah.
1: I learned something new today. Nice. Mm. There you go. All right. And then username on YouTube, no name listed. Bengals wrote, this is gold. As a fan of Azam, Ramin, and Niaz since 2010, this is the most extensively deep take on these amazing artists I've ever heard. Greetings from Mexico. Nice. That's wow. very lovely. That should be
0: the letter of the day.
1: Wow. Oh. I mean, yeah, Mexico. it could be. I like that. Yeah, it's All cool. Right. And then, username Alpine Ibex wrote, "Good episode, thanks, Gigi and team." <laughs> 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 that used to be my nickname Gigi. for you, Gigi. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's All cute. Right, I'll take it. All right. And then on Instagram, we have Atifetabish wrote, "I met Nias a few years ago at the Halifax Jazz Festival. I remembered how thrilled I was when I found out they were some. They were. They had some Persian roots." I'm so happy to have heard this interview. Very entertaining and heartwarming. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. And then we have Hani Arjan wrote Sharing is caring, Shaya Jun, even if it's really <laughs> yummy Tupperware of Lubyapolo. Mm-hmm. Take uh, note, Shaya Jun. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. An entire barrel of
0: Lubyapolo. <laughs> <Ljubia> <was laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. And then we have some general letters from no specific episode. On YouTube, we have Tony Montana wrote... Tony Montana? <laughs> 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 Who what movie is that from? Say hello <laughs> to my little friend. Oh, that's the one. All right, All right. Wrote, hey, Gian, I think you should apologize for blind signing us with your talents. Ooh. Then again, we should be equally thankful that you're not pulling any punches.
0: Thank you, Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I appreciate your work, Tony.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it's time for Letter of the day oh. okay and I, I, I should say I love this letter because it just goes to show how diverse Iranian culture is so we have Alex Asghari wrote through thousands of years from the Black Sea to the Punjab River different nations have lived which are all known as Iranians Sarmatians, Scythians Medes Parthians, Persians, Sogdians, Bactrians. And so today, all Kurdistanis, Azerbaijanis, Mazandaranis, Gilanis, Lors, Khorsanis, Tajiks, Pashtuns, Baluchistanis, and Khuzistanis, with all their differences, are Iranians. Even today, Bulgarians say they are of Iranian ethnicity. I like that, and as a half kurdistani I would say you yes. Think you can get I, I that? think I agree. You're half what you're. I'm oh, half Azadi. Off Azadi.
0: But uh, well, that—that's a very thank you very much, Alex Ascari. So that's the letter of the day. I think I just wonder if, if uh, uh, I mean, are are Bulgarians saying that they're <laughs> Iranian? Never, this I don't is know. new to me. I, this, well you uh, but you you can get behind this huh you're happy
1: I, I to mean I, I don't know that but I right. should ask some Bulgarian and
0: friends Khoras- Khorasanis Khorasan, and the yeah. Khorasani Khorasani they 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 all say Yes
2: Khorasan is in Iran and actually it's but
0: I'm saying Azerbaijani yeah, maybe some of them I, I don't know I this is one that people are going to have to write in about cuz I yeah. um, this is the first I've heard that Bulgarians are uh, say they yeah, are of Iranian ethnicity. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. That I mean. that part I'll look into. The kicker, the <laughs> end of the uh, the letter.
0: Yeah. Um, but clearly, Alex Asghari has thought about this, and and um, info at rookmedia yeah, is yeah. where you can reach us or give us uh, your thoughts on any of our platforms or on our on our website. Um, interesting. Did you have more to say about that Shaya? I
2: want I wanted to say, say something about Khorasan that why we call it Khorasan mm. because it uh, it's a state in east of Iran and khorshid uh, asan so it's yeah. come Khorasan. Oh. Wow. Well, that's
0: cool. That's
1: yeah. beautiful.
0: Thank you. You're See, we learn. We learn we from do, Shaya. we sure
1: do. Listen, at the end of the day, we all come from that great, vast piece of land that... Mm We're all the same at the end of the day, okay? Don't <laughs> like, backpedal. You Iranian like this letter. Non-Iranian? I do, okay? <laughs>
0: For thousands of years, yeah. with all their differences, yeah. they are Iranians. The French, the Germans, <laughs> the Chinese, they are all Iranians. Well, they say, you know, the Taiwanese, they say we
3: are Iranian. We are Iranian. George Clooney is from Islam and Barack Obama, the Khuzestani. <laughs> say <laughs> exactly. Obama.
1: Go back a few thousand years and you'll get that. <laughs> Actually, that, you're
0: right. It's not entirely Entry. Yeah. Uh, thank you Alex Asghari For the letter of the day Thank you to uh, our team uh, See you next week oh, Or see you on Thursday, see you on Thursday. Uh, Key on June This is full time for Rook for today Remember for all things Rook You can go to our website Rookmedia.com Link to all our platforms from there Thank you to the amazing team who put this show together each week twice a week producer susan ponta the artist thoughtful nagin the fabulous Keon, savvy roham alay amer english <laughs> muhammad captain reza and groovy shaya thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content please subscribe if you have not done so already find the tabs on our website find me on instagram at gian gomeshi and what's left to say except wait for it here it comes wait for it just about here Vision bashing